the last time I saw you. Personal narratives of last encounters with loved ones. When someone you love dies, the grief and loss are overwhelming. You recall time spent with your loved one. Often, the most vivid memory is of the last time you saw that person. In the last time I saw you, join Julie Watkins as she shares personal narratives of last encounters with loved ones. Each 26-week season features 12 new stories from listeners. If you have a personal account you would like to share, contact Julie at julie.m.watkins at live.com. In Season 1, When Someone You Love Dies, Julie covers personal stories of last memories of loved ones. She starts off the season with Episode 1, My Brother Perry. This is her personal account of the last time she saw her older brother Perry before he died in a hit-and-run accident in 1978. Julie was 18 years old. It was her graduation day from Mount View High School. The last time I saw you, I didn't. You opened the stairway door and called up to me. Hey, Jules, have you seen my jeans? I wore them today, I answered from my bedroom. They're in the hamper. You closed the door and got ready for your party. You left the house before I came downstairs, ready for my class night at Mount View High School. The next morning, shortly before 6 a.m., I woke to hear my mother's anguished cries. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! I opened the bedroom door to see my oldest sister helping my mother into a pair of pants. Downstairs in the kitchen, two state troopers stood, hats in their hands. Mrs. French, one of the troopers said, I'm sorry to say that your son Perry was killed this morning. My mother collapsed into a chair at the kitchen table. His body was found around 3 a.m. on Route 7 by two fishermen, the trooper continued. Apparently he was struck by a hit-and-run driver. My mother collapsed further. My sister stood by her side, hand on my mother's shoulder. Where would you like the body taken, Mrs. French? The state trooper's tone was soft but firm. My mom looked up at him. Her eyes were glassy. Rackliffe Funeral Home, she said. I went to my graduation that very afternoon, though I didn't want to. Perry would want you to go, my mother said, though she did not attend. I went with another sister. I did not march, but joined my classmates from a side entrance as they were sitting down. The principal spoke, fellow students said their speeches, names were called, diplomas were handed out. I took mine and walked back to my seat. I did not go home afterward, but to a friend's house. I lay on her couch. I felt hollow inside. At home, my mother's grief was torturous to see, her body starting suddenly, her voice sounding broken. The next time I saw your face, it was cold and still in death. Your nose looked like it had been broken. There were bruises on it, on your cheek, and on your hands. I touched your hand. It was as cold as the funeral home's atmosphere. On Monday, I attended your funeral. I wore the same dress I had worn to my graduation. The pastor's words were inadequate. The hugs of friends and relatives were meaningless. The ride to the cemetery was endless. At the gravesite, the pastor spoke. I hung back. Someone came up behind me and pushed me forward to stand with my siblings and my mother by your open grave. My mother picked up a handful of dirt and dropped it onto your casket. My siblings followed her. 
I bent and picked up some dirt and dropped it into your grave. Suddenly people were moving around, talking softly and hugging each other. Condolences were spoken. My mom was escorted to my oldest brother's car and driven home. I rode home with a sister. At home we were left to carry on as though nothing had ever happened. Yet it had. You were gone. Forever. It has been over forty-three years since Perry was killed. When I think of Perry and the last time I saw him, that conversation about his genes plays out in my head. And I know that the last time I saw him, I didn't. <laughs>